afternoon, everybody. This is Blake Ruby. Welcome to my show, The Church of the Soul's Evolution. I hope you had a good week last week. And I did. Today was a great day. It has been. I got up early. I'm not so sure I like that, but what I've done is join a new Toastmasters club. It's been, I think it was the third time I've been there at 9.30 in the morning. And there was, I think, 11 people there all together, six in person and about five or six online in Zoom. What a way to start your Saturday, don't you think? With some public speaking. And that's what this is, this venue right here. It's a great way to communicate to everyone out there that's listening. And as you know, Internet radio stretches all over the world and even beyond the world. I'm looking up at the moon. There could be some extraterrestrials out there, maybe parked behind the moon in a spaceship listening to me. But whoever you are, you're welcome. And today I'm going to talk about all kinds of different things. I'm going to mix in a little singing, some songs at the same time, and I was dancing to my song, my introduction, because I really love that song. I've had it with me now on BBS Radio since, I think, 2017, and I call it the call of the soul, you know, like the call of the wild kind of thing. There's a part in there, if you listen to it really closely next time, and I will, it's the call of the soul and you can dance to it and we've got so much going on here in this world of ours in our universe there's so many other planets out there don't you know they're discovering planets every day with these new incredibly technological telescopes for lack of a better way of describing them that are out there the kepler the james haas i believe it's called and they're planet discoverers, and they've already discovered over a thousand of them out there. But you know in your heart of hearts and your soul of souls that the universe is just teeming with planets like this one and life out there also. And I've said this before. This is one of my favorite things. just like Joel Osteen. Have you ever seen him on television, the televangelist Joel Osteen? He said, pick up your Bible. Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible, and I believe in it. Well, this is what I usually say. Not all the time, but I say, my friends, consider the life out there on Earth. There's over a million types of insects. Over a million. I'm looking at a fly right now. A million types of insects, my friends, here on Earth, especially in the Amazon rainforest. Every In each square acre, there's like hundreds of thousands of different insects and over 30,000 types of fish and uh, marine life, I'm sorry, in the oceans, seas, rivers, and lakes. There's over 10,000 types of birds. I've got a calendar of birds up in my bathroom upstairs. All these beautifully different birds with different color feathers, different sizes, shapes, different beaks, each of them individually and beautifully created. Over 10,000 types of reptiles, snakes, and lizards. I guess those, actually, I think they might be amphibians, but reptiles. Is a turtle a reptile? I think it is. So there's a whole lot of reptiles out there, my friends. Over 9,000 types of amphibians, salamanders, geckos, iguanas, you know. Over 5,000 types of mammals, not only us, but whales and porpoises and dolphins and over 5,000. Suffice it to say there's a lot of life here on Earth, right? Well, if all this life here on Earth, if all this life here on Earth happened by accident, logically, it could happen by accident anywhere in the universe. And since we know there's other planets out there now and we're discovering more and more each day, and we know that when we look up into the evening sky, once the sun's gone down and it's gotten dark, isn't that an amazing process? Oh, it makes me want to sing that song by 
Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World. I'm going to sing it to you in just a second here. And when you look up into the evening sky and you see those beautiful suns out there, otherwise known as stars, like our sun is a star. It's called a, a white dwarf, I think, G2 main sequence star. And it's not as big as some out there, but suffice to say, every single sun or star you see in the evening sky is a solar system. But when you go into outer space, like if you were aboard the extraterrestrial spaceship out there and you were in an observation room and you were looking out into the velvety blackness of outer space, interspersed with brilliant diamond-like stars sparkling, each one of them probably about at least four times the size as they are in the evening sky as we see them because the atmosphere kind of makes it more difficult to see them than you would be, we would be, just blown away by the, so to speak, blown away by the, the beauty of it all, my friends. And with the moon over in the distance and the flaming disk of the sun, because the sun does not appear round in outer space, then you would have to have a a revelation or epiphany, that I think they call it, where all of a sudden you realize that it's all just too beautiful, if you're out there, that is, to have happened by accident. But if you want to go that route, if all this life here happened by accident, then logically, logically, well, you're logical, right? I know everyone out there, in the world today, usually prides themselves on their intelligence, right? Everyone's learning, reading every day, gaining knowledge, because that's where all the action is, right? The very act of learning is probably the single most thing that people get enjoyment from. Am I right? Learning? Yeah? Once you get more intelligent, then you realize how much more there is to know and the more you want to know that that thirstier, that quest is for knowledge, that unquenchable, unquenchable striving for more knowledge is really what makes the universe go around, my friends. We're in here to learn, you know, and I'm not talking about this material, physical, basic kind of knowledge, if you know what I mean, but I'm talking about spiritual knowledge so that you can graduate from this existence and go to the afterlife. Transition from this life here and enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. It's a gift. It's a blessing. And enjoy the ride. Don't be afraid. Don't fear death. I'm trying not to. Don't fear death because on the transitory level, our souls are eternal, my friends. Your soul that you have in your body. If you have a spirit, and you know you do, your spirit has a brain that functions the same way our physical brain does here for our physical bodies. And the brain of the spirit is the soul. Yes. Don't you see now how real and how truthful that is? And the soul and the spirit survive physical death and go to that other level beyond the five senses into the spirit lands, the spirit realm, heaven, if you will, other places. Not everyone gets to where they came from, you know, because we existed before we were born. It's the truth. We did. Do you remember when you were born? I don't. It's a long time ago. I was a baby one time. I'm a big baby, my friends. How about you? I think you are too. I don't mean that in a negative way. You are a big baby. We are all big babies. It's all too beautiful out there to have happened by accident. So therefore, there is a creator, the creator of the universe. He's out there. He's everything. He's she, I mean, you know, because the creator is both male and female. We live in a universe of males and females. The yin, the yang, the positive, the negative, the alpha, the omega. Yes, it's true. Male and female. Angels are androgynous. 
how did you forget angels, where we came from, and the pre-existence? Because we were made to forget when we were born into this world, we passed through a river of oblivion, and all the memory of our past lives, of our pre-existence was erased from our minds. Because, why? Because this world is a very special and specific learning environment, my friends. For us to learn basic social values. This is a category one planet on a scale of one to nine, where one is the lowest on the evolutionary scale, and number nine is the highest. And what does that mean? It means planet Earth is beautiful and wonderful as it is with such a variety of life is otherwise known as a planet of sorrows, which means that in its evolution, the beings, the species that live on that planet are usually subjected to a lot of fighting and war and killing. And you know that to be true because you've read about our past, correct? And even today, war still goes on, and hopefully not, but in the future, well, let's pray that we can live in peace and harmony, and space out there is a peaceful domain, my friends, and the extraterrestrials that are out there want to keep it that way. They don't want a warlike species to be going into outer space with their weapons. They're monitoring us. Take my word for it. For here comes a, one of our dogs. Hello, Goldie. They want to keep it peaceful because really war and conflict is also synonymous with species that are low, lower on the evolutionary scale who have not achieved absolute intelligence. Absolute intelligence means when you have reached the the end of your biological ability to increase your intelligence, if you know what I mean. Let me rephrase that. It means it is impossible to grow anymore intellectually when you have achieved absolute intelligence. Some of the ETs out there have achieved absolute intelligence. So the ability for the species who thrive on conflict and war have not achieved absolute intelligence, and the ones that have achieved absolute intelligence do not engage in war and conflict. The two are mutually exclusive because you can't, you don't want to fight and kill when you're more intelligent, if you know what I mean. So the more intelligent you are, the less you'll want to fight and, and kill and, and conflict. So the people throughout our history who have engaged in all this killing, world wars and other wars that you're well aware of, did so because they weren't able to resolve their disputes peacefully. They weren't able to talk it out and compromise on issues. And it's quite unfortunate, but that's evolution, my friends. And the, the Egyptians who enslaved the Hebrews also Enslaving people is a characteristic of a world in its lower evolutionary stages. The black race who was enslaved a little bit more than 100 years ago, also characteristic, you know, human trafficking, money, you know, it's all about money too. Those that have and those that don't have, those that want what other people have because they might be living on the poverty level or below the poverty level. They don't have enough food to eat. They don't have the good things that we have, shelter and food, and the ability to take a vacation once in a while like I do, and I'm very grateful for that. And so Einstein, consider Einstein one of the most intelligent men that has existed in the history of the world. and He knew that there was life out there. Because he was an advanced soul, I'll tell you, in my opinion. And we can emulate him. He can be a role model. He was. I know all about Einstein and his theories of special relativity and general relativity. Special relativity equals MC squared, meaning energy and mass are interchangeable. In other words, you can change energy into mass, mass into energy, 
Energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. So take, for example, a tree can be turned into energy, and that energy of a tree can be turned back into a physical tree. And that's the way matter is. Physical matter actually is created from spiritual matter. So that energy is used to create physical matter. All these trees and plant life and animal life and even us sentient beings here on Earth were initially created with spirit matter. Our mother and father God in the spirit world created our souls and our spirits from their melding, merging of the spirit and thinking their thoughts and synchronicity and speaking words because words is how you create. Using words is how you create matter, physical matter from spiritual matter. This whole solar system was created that way. That's what we're aspiring to be, co-creator gods. We can never be like the supreme creator of the universe. Excuse me, let me rephrase that. We can never be the supreme creator of the universe, but we can be like the supreme creator because the supreme creator wants us to be like him, her. That was the plan that the supreme creator put in motion all those billions of years ago from the beginning of the universe with the Big Bang, when the first solar system was created with the sun, the great central sun of the universe, and then one solar system after another, and then one galaxy after another. And here we are in the Milky Way galaxy, in a spiral arm. This one little star among so many. At this time of the year in Texas, there are all kinds of butterflies flying around. I think they're monarchs. I'm not sure. But every September, all these butterflies come out of nowhere. And there's millions and billions and trillions of them. And I was comparing them the other day in my mind to what the universe is filled with stars, suns out there. In other words, let me rephrase that. It reminded me of all the millions and billions and trillions for lack of a better way of putting it suns out there and it was said one time you remember who was that man that, that he, was, he did a documentary Carl Sagan a brilliant man there's another extremely intelligent man who we can all strive to be like you know he said that there are more stars out there, more sun stars out there in the universe than there are grains of sand on every beach on Earth. I don't ascribe to that point of view myself, but suffice it to say, there's a lot of suns and stars, sun stars out there. Let me call them suns. I like that better. And therefore, it is safe to say that the universe is so incredibly large, it's incomprehensible. We just can't comprehend it with our finite minds, my friends. And we're only beginning to learn the secrets of the universe. We're just seeing the tip of the iceberg that's out there in regard to what is out there, we've only, since back in the 70s, when we sent out Voyager spacecraft, really began to explore our universe, you know, and not only our solar system, but now our the Voyager spacecraft have ventured out beyond the limits of our solar system and are traveling at approximately 40,000 miles an hour going Somewhere, who knows, they might get hit by meteorites or comets. NASA did a really cool thing this week. They crashed one of their spacecraft into an asteroid. I don't know if it destroyed it or not. You know, I'm going to check on that. I imagine they did, at least some of it, because it wasn't that big. It was an incredible 
technological feat. And I commend them. My hat is off to NASA for their incredible technology and the brilliant men and women who did that. They should be applauded. They should be held in high esteem for their intelligence, my friends. It's all about intelligence. As we get older, we become wiser. And really, the problems we've had in the world with the tyrants, the bullies, the dictators, all the people who do mean and evil things, you know, I won't call them evil because they're souls also. They just got guided down the wrong path by their parents, perhaps, or their peers, or for whatever reason, maybe they've got some secret pain inside them. It could be cancer. Who knows? The genes that are passed on from one generation to another can affect the way people think and the actions that they do, you know, like Hitler, for example. Now, if you believe in a hell, there's just, I mean, I leave the judgment up to our mother and father's job, but someone like Hitler, who was responsible for the deaths of six million Jews, the Nazis were so evil in what they did, killing people indiscriminately. You know, back then, it seemed like it was an acceptable thing to do, not only then, but around the world, the way the world was in this evolutionary status at that time was they were going through some changes, in other words. You know, with the technology that existed at that time and with the way the world was, you know, the money situation at that time. Suffice it to say, the way things were back then were not good, but you can't really judge the way people, let me take a drink of water here, the way things were because we're so much better off for today, having known what we did was a mistake. And having pushed through that and learned, and now we're on a path, I believe, where it's going to turn out all right. I don't know if you believe in the end times. Personally, I don't want to see it happen because I don't want to die. I love every single day of life here on Earth and the opportunity to grow and develop myself spiritually. The Bible talks about the end times. But if you want to put your trust and faith in a book that was written about 2,000 years ago, then you have that right to do that. That is your opinion. But for me, as much as I love the Bible and, and I admire it and respect the wisdom and beauty of the Bible and the account of divine intervention like no other book has told about before, and that is divine intervention of a very special kind that's happened to, you know, like with Moses and Jesus and other patriarchs of the Bible. Great stuff, yes, but I don't believe all of it without going into the details. And any way you look at it, any way you cut it down, any way you want to slice it, it's still a book. If you want to put your faith in a book, that's up to you. I would put my faith more, I put my faith more in my relationship with my mother and father, God, who created my soul and my spirit, I don't need an intermediary to reach them. If they did indeed create my soul and my spirit, which I know they did, then I have communication line, a communication line that's open to them, and I can talk to them by prayer, ask them for help and anything I need, anything I want, and you can do the same too. Without going into any more on that subject, but in the meantime, let me sing a song for you, my friends. The one I was talking about before is called It's a Wonderful World, and indeed it is. Even though it's a world where there's look what happened just recently, a hurricane. And some people might say, God, how can you let something like that happen? A mean old, just a terrible hurricane would winds in excess of 
175 miles an hour, just destroying land and ruining people's lives. How can you let that happen, God? That's it's wrong. Come on, God. Why you let hurricanes happen? But they don't understand, you know, that that's a part of this world that we live on. Nature is that way. And it's got nothing to do with God saying, I'm going to um, wipe out the floor of the coast, west coast, and, and destroy a whole lot of things and count for about $45 billion of damage. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. I, I think I'll do I'm going to send a hurricane and do that on purpose. No, uh, that's just the nature of the world we live on. This planet is also evolving, my friends. And if you haven't noticed previously, let me remind you that there's a lot of animals that eat each other as part of the ecological system that we're a part of. And that kind of affects our psyche, you know. I mean, we have to survive, too. Don't get me wrong. We have to eat. We have to try to get some enjoyment from the food we eat. But also the atmosphere. And the atmosphere is pushing down on us. And so we're exposed to all these different weather patterns, different types of weather, hurricanes, tornadoes, storms, drought, and then there's wildfires. And global warming is a reality. I believe, I know it is. And when you go to the, the polls coming up in November, think about just how close we might be to that point of no return where if we don't keep striving to contain global warming, that our world might, in fact, implode or explode, if you will. I mean, because we're pumping all this carbon monoxide into the atmosphere. And and at one time, back in the 70s, you know, the ozone layer was being destroyed, and they were able to repair that by stopping using certain things, you know, like hairspray. Uh, for that, I can't think of anything else, but it's possible that the ozone layer might still be being, it is possibly still being destroyed, you know? And take a city like Los Angeles or Mexico City. If you go there, you can see the smog. I mean, the thick smog. They have air alerts, usually daily. Don't tell me there's no pollution, my friend, no air pollution. I can see with my own eyes. I can reason with my own mind that there is, you know. Don't hide that. We want truth. We want transparency. I watched a debate last night between Beto O'Rourke for the Democrats and Governor Abbott here in Texas. You know, they're, they're going to be fighting to see, competing for the governorship of Texas in November. And they did a really good job, I thought, last night talking about the issues. They didn't focus too much on global warming, but they talked about weapon control. They ought to ban the AR-15. Come on, people. I mean, we've, all these mass shootings are being done with AR-15. Other countries have banned them, you know. So come on now, let's use our intellect with this. You know, don't worry so much about your rights being taken away. Besides, an AR-15 is used for battlefield, you know, for soldiers on the battlefield. They talk about abortion, and that's a whole different can of worms there. I don't want to open up. Uh, but I will say this, that I'm kind of leaning on the side of women because we don't want big government to tell women what to do. But then again... On the other side of the coin, you know, we wouldn't be alive today if we had been aborted as babies. But there's not even any provisions for incest or rape here in Texas. And they find people and also they offer bounties for anyone who finds out that someone else is trying to do an abortion, you know. So that's kind of unfair. I say be fair, you know. Provide for both parties provisions. Okay, you might not believe in abortion. You might be pro-life. But be a little bit fair and respectful to the other side. At least, you know, make provisions for incest and rape. And don't have something like an, a bounty, you know, where people get money for reporting 
thinking on ratting on other people, you know, who are supposedly looking to get an abortion. And what were some of the other issues they talked about? Immigration on the border. Oh, that's a whole different show, my friends. I don't have enough time to talk about that. But let me get back to my song. I was talking about how beautiful this world is, yet it's still a Category 1 planet, which means it is also in its evolutionary stages. It's going through its evolution just like us. Because this planet, once you go into outer space, you can see it. And astronauts have said this, my friends. I'm telling you no lie. This is the truth. They said that they can actually see it and feel like it's breathing, like it's alive. It is. It is alive. From all from this beautiful plant life on the exterior and animal life and us being sentient beings all the way to its interior where it has a molten iron core. This world is evolving. It's otherwise known as Mother Gaia. You've heard that? Mother Gaia. It's a beautiful planet. So here goes this song by Louis Armstrong. It's a wonderful world. I've sang it before. I'll sing it again. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white. The bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people passing by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies cry. I watch them grow, they'll learn much more than I'll ever know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful world. By Louis Armstrong. What a wonderful world. So the bright, blessed day and the dark, sacred night, my friends. Isn't that amazing? We have half a day of night, half a day of day. The world's rotating on an axis like God, the Supreme Creator, intended that to be. It's an amazing process that runs like clockwork without any visible mechanisms to make it happen. Gravity, they say. Can you please explain to me what gravity is? I know all about Einstein's theory of general relativity, which has to do with gravity. They say it's a fabric. It's actually bendable. It can be warped. Yes. It's electromagnetic in some way. So it's a force. And like I was saying earlier, the forces of the universe are at our disposal, my friends. If only you know the right words to say. Like it says in the Bible, and even though I might not agree with everything in the Bible, don't persecute me for that, please. You wouldn't hurt me because I don't believe in everything the Bible says. I believe in 90% of it. You wouldn't hurt me, would you? Because I don't believe what you believe. It's been happening, it's happened before in the past. Wars have happened because the people didn't believe what other people believed. They didn't believe in books. These books. Books. They had differences of opinions in books and and knowledge. And they went to war and they killed each other over it because they didn't believe the same thing that other people didn't believe. And just like I said, going back to what I said, if you 
can't resolve your differences peacefully, that means you're not intelligent enough. Period. And if you're not intelligent enough, you need to get more intelligent because welcome to the 21st century. It's already 2022. We should be evolving every single human being on this earth. Man, woman, and child should be evolving and learning and growing and doing the right thing, doing the right thing for you and for other people. That's what it's all about. And when you don't do the right thing, that's what they call sin. Sin is just not doing the right thing, my friends. I remember a commanding general I had in the Army. Well, when I was still a DA civilian, Department of the Army civilian, back in 2010 when I first became one, I'm still a Department of the Army civilian. Thank God that I am blessed. I was blessed in that regard. We had a general named Lieutenant General Lynch, Rick Lynch who was a tough man. He had been in combat, combat, and he lost a lot of men as a commander, a corps commander. And that weighs heavy on a general's mind, you know, because they feel responsible for the men, and rightly so. But he was a good man, I could tell that. Very thoughtful, articulate with his words, but strong strong-willed, good leader. He said, we're doing things my way. And that's what we all should be saying, just like Frank Sinatra said, my way. And I'm saying that song before. Don't ask me to sing it now. I could do it, but not now. But Lieutenant General Rick Lynch retired. But before he did, he told us three things that we should remember. Do the right thing. Do what's right. I think he wanted to emphasize that. Believe it or not, it's a separate thing, or supposedly it's separate, but they're very similar, right? Do the right thing and do what's right. That's what he said, because he wanted to emphasize that we need to do what's right and do the right thing. And he also said, what are we missing? What are we missing, my friends? Like maybe with countries that go to war, what are they missing? They are missing the ability to sit down and talk it over and be respectful and kind and be compromising and just be as intelligent as you can because that's the way ahead. That's the future. Physical might, physical power is no longer going to be relevant in the civilization or the society of the future, my friends. That's why women now are becoming more prevalent, if you will, leadership, female leadership, I'm trying to say. We need more female leadership. And I've said this before in other shows. The males, uh, male-dominated society, we've existed in one for thousands of years. And what has it gotten us? Probably not much progress, a lot of fighting and killing. You know, you know very well in your heart of hearts that women are not going to send their sons and daughters off to get killed as easily and readily as the men will, right? Women are going to lead us into the future, a peaceful future, my friends. The choice is up to you. Now, no doubt we have to choose the right one. We have to select the right female leader. Hillary Clinton, for example, I voted for her. I think she would have made a good start. You know, she was the wife of a former president. So, yes, she had her her mistakes, you know, with the emails and Benghazi. But look what's happening with Mr. Trump. You never know. They expose things about past presidents. JFK was promiscuous and adulterous with his wife and who knows how many other presidents. You know, so they were sinners. They didn't do the right thing always. But Hillary Clinton, I think, would have made a good president. And now I say we need more female leadership. The prime minister of England, that's a good good choice there for the English people. And they're, they're our brothers and sisters, aren't they? They, are, they really are. That's, they're in our ancestry. Majority of us here in the United States, right? Because we came from England. That's why they were, at, they were showing... 
the Queen Elizabeth's funeral on television, Queen Elizabeth's funeral on television for a couple of weeks on CNN. That's all they showed. Tell me there's, there's no attachment between us and England. We go way back and we love each other. It's obvious. We respect each other. We want our own freedom. Yeah. We have uh, that, the Revolutionary War that we won. And we wrote a constitution, and we didn't like the oppression of the British government and the King of England back then, but we like our freedom. But we also love England. We recognize our ties, our ancestry, right? I have a lot of relatives in England. My parents were English. I was born in Canada. Anyway, how about another song? How about Unforgettable by Nat King Cole? How am I doing on time here? 6.44. So i got about 15 more minutes. Taking a drink of water. It sure is a beautiful world. It really is, you know, but it's a world going through evolution, just like us. And that's the way God made it. The Supreme Creator made it. He made that blueprint, you know, that our mother and father, God, put into existence, into reality by using the right words. Like it says in the Bible, in the beginning was the Word, and Word was with God, and nothing was created without the Word. How true that is. That's what I like about the Bible. It's got so many truths in it. There's other things that I don't agree with. But I won't get into that because I don't have time. I've asked people, I remember I dedicated one show and I asked people to call in and and debate anything they want to debate with me, but no one did call. So I assume that I know that I get different listeners all the time, but I don't think people want to get in debates. But actually, on the other hand, that would be great entertainment on television, wouldn't it? I mean, that is intellectually stimulating discussion. I saw Beto O'Rourke and Greg Abbott debate last night. I mean, you, they had... 30 seconds to answer this question, 60 seconds to answer that one, 15 seconds for a rebuttal. And, man, I mean, they had to really dig down deep to come up with some answers, you know. And, and then the bell would ring at the end of their time, ding, 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 and they'd have to stop. And they, they kept on going. They would, stop, stop talking, you know. That was cool. And that is very intellectually stimulating. We need more of that, more debate, I say. Put Mr. Trump on television. Let him debate somebody, you know. Mr. Biden, well, he's getting ready to retire soon, I think. But debate. Give us more debate. You know, they only, we only have a, so, so many a year. It's not enough. We need more people debating the issues. Get to the real core of the issues, like abortion and immigration and AR-15s, weapons and mass killings. Just debate the issues, you know. Let's grow in our intellects and in our intelligence. That's where all these fun and excitement is, that's where the action is, to learn, the thrill of learning new things. That's where power comes from, from knowledge, right, friends? Okay. Unforgettable, that's what you are. Unforgettable, though near or far. Let me drink I'm talking to and I gotta sing as well. Like a song of love that clings to me, how the thought of you does things to me never before has someone been more unforgettable in every way. And forevermore, that's how you stay. That's why, darling, it's incredible that someone so unforgettable thinks that I am unforgettable too. Oh, yeah, Nat King Cole. Nature Boy, that's another really cool song. Nature Boy, it goes like this. I'm going to take another drink. i got to keep hydrated, you know, because my voice dries out talking, all the talking. I've got a bottle here. 
There was a boy, a very strange enchanted boy. They say he wandered very far, very far over land and sea. A little shy and sad of eye, but very wise. Was she? And then one day, one magic day, he passed my way. And while we spoke of many things, fools and kings, this he said to me. The greatest thing you ever learn is just to love and be loved in Anyway, two songs by Nat King Cole there. What am I doing on time? 6.49. Hey, that rhymes. Anyway, so the ETs, the burdens, you know, I think I would like to be in my next life when I transition to the afterlife and spend some time in heaven on the sun, which is a very special fire. It's the fire of God. It is light energy, and our spirits are made of light energy, and the spirit can exist in fire because they're both light energy. And if you've ever heard of souls that go down below the earth's surface to a place called hell where there's lava, lakes of fire, and they burn there and scream and yell and the gnashing and wailing, gnashing of teeth and the wailing, you don't want to go to hell. That's God's jail, my friend. So don't murder and don't abuse people sexually or physically or verbally even. Believe in the Creator. Repent daily and reconcile yourself with your loving Creator, your mother and father God in heaven. You will see I guarantee you, I tell you the truth. The third heaven is the highest heaven, the sun. There's another spiritual realm above the clouds. You could also stay on the surface of the earth when you die like ghosts. You see all the ghost shows on television. These are people who have died violently and suddenly. And it's like a purgatory, a timeout. The people that commit suicide go to purgatory. A plane, a dark plane, where it's also a timeout. No love, no light, no hope, no joy, no happiness. But there's no eternal damnation. Take it from me, Blake, the Reverend Blake Ruby. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. I don't really call myself by the Reverend Blake Ruby. But take it from me, if you trust me, believe in me, there is no eternal damnation. Because our mother and father, God, are more loving than we are, and they would not condemn one of their souls. They created even Hitler to an eternity of suffering and pain, all because of disobedience. And yes, we we need to be obedient to our mother and father, God and to our supreme creator of the universe and follow universal law. But you have to understand that their judgment is perfect when it comes to judgment day. And when they look into a person's past and see how they were treated when they were babies, how they were shaped and molded by their parents, even someone like Hitler, it can be reasoned why he did what he did. I remember, I might have said this, I think I said this on a previous show, there was a boy who was nine years old. He went into a hospice because he had brain cancer. Brain cancer. 
and he died eventually. But And I read the book that talked about what he used to say to some of the workers there in the hospice. He said, take someone like Hitler. He needs our forgiveness. We need to forgive someone like him because we're not to be judgmental. Judge not lest ye be judged. Remember that. I try to remember it also, my friend. Do I have time for one more song? I think I do. Love. We should be loving each other. We should be adoring each other. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We have hearts that are beautiful, hearts that beat independently of our wills, my friends. I hear my heart beating at night when I get up to go to the bathroom. I've got earplugs in, I wear earplugs. We've got dogs, and we're right next to an airport, and cars drive by on the streets. I've got these really good earplugs. They're called the world's finest earplugs. They're made of like a clay wax, bee wax kind of material. They're blue. They're expensive, but they work really well. Block out 34 decibels. Anyway, I hear my beautiful heart beating. And, you know, one minute. I've got one minute, my friend. Okay. Um, so, it's been good talking to you. Thank you for listening to my show. And I will be talking to you next week. In the meantime, here's a prayer. Supreme creator of the universe, you created everything. We love you. You're wonderful. Thank you for all of our blessings. Please continue to bless us and protect us. Amen. Goodbye, everybody. Talk to you next week.